0: hello 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 and welcome to another episode of the open book besties I am Misty Walker
1: and I am Kay Webster
0: and we are coming at you both of us feeling a little off today under the weather under the weather so um hopefully we can (laughs) not let that shine through right
1: (laughs) I mean you know we look good at least
0: yeah yeah (laughs) makeup hides a lot (laughs) right?
1: y'all can't see that I'm wearing my slippers and I'm feeling sorry for myself
0: (laughs) Uh, you can't see my allergic reaction that's covering my face right now because I put on a new moisturizer
1: oh gosh we're so pitiful (laughs) Yeah.
0: yeah the things that we go through right (laughs) um so I found some interesting questions that we can ask ourselves that might spur on some good conversations I think I hope cool um does writing energize or exhaust you
1: um it energizes me I like to write that's the part of the job that I do like so after
0: you get done writing you feel like pumped
1: no I would say while I'm writing I'm energized and then as soon as I'm done I like crash like Mm -hmm. I like um like my I don't even know how to explain it I just crash like a sugar crash
0: yeah yeah it's kind of like um you know, Christmas, there's that huge buildup and then you're like in it and you're pumped and then Christmas is over and you're like, Oh man, I'm exhausted.
1: Right. And, and for me, it's not necessarily like, Oh, I'm tired. I want to go take a nap. It's like mental exhaustion. Like you just want to stare off into space. Like that's all you want to do. Like, and a lot of times after I've written like a, a whole lot, you know, I'll get in the shower. Me and my husband, we take showers together because we're so romantic. But anyway. anyway. Um, yeah. And so I'll get in the shower and I'm like,
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. like what's wrong with you? Like, I've been writing all day. <laughs> <laughs> what's funny is that like we'll be chatting over a messenger. And sometimes, I mean it doesn't happen very often, but occasionally, you'll be like, Wait, is Matt taking a shower? what is he, what is he doing? He's taking one without me. I got to go (laughs) by.
1: I get super offended if he tries to shower without me. Like that's our thing. Like that's our, you know, time to talk uninterrupted. And if he takes a shower without me, I think he's mad at me. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. And he's got that, um, oppositional disorder and he doesn't like to be controlled and he doesn't like schedules. So if I say, honey, now tell me before you go get in the shower, so I'll know, like that makes him not want to do it. He wants me to hear the water running and come running. <laughs> <He> does, <laughs> like it's this weird little thing that we do.
0: <laughs> little mind games you're playing right? with each other over a right? shower.
1: <laughs> right. I mean, after almost 20 years of marriage, you got to keep things fresh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, well, speaking of husbands, Um my husband has no emotions. So the next question is do you think someone could be a writer if they don't feel emotions strongly?
1: Um I think so. I think that they um would be better suited for like nonfiction if they don't have any emotions. Um, but I've seen people that I think, well, aren't you a dull Betty I don't even that's not even the thing but I'll think that this person's super dull but then you read their writing and it's very just emotional and you know so maybe I don't know I think that it it could happen you never know what's like beneath those layers you know yeah just because they don't express their emotion doesn't necessarily mean they don't feel it
0: yeah and I guess now that I think about it I don't feel emotion strongly at all Mm. like I'm not a crier I'm not a very emotional person but when I write I think I am maybe that's like my yeah. emotional outlet
1: right yeah well same I mean I don't cry or anything so whenever I write you know my people they just bawling their eyes out and it's the end of the world and they're just so dramatic and I'm like you know in regular life I'd be like oh shut up stop it yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah you're such a, i think ty would be good at writing nonfiction. like he could do the research and right he'd be good at yeah. that like a yeah. world war ii i don't know
1: something's just so boring in him well, he's so boring. <laughs> he doesn't hear that he is so
0: boring but i love him anyway yeah,
1: yeah. No, we I already told you and I don't know if you told him this yet, but I've told I told you that he's gonna have to take some ads classes mm-hmm. and learn them and then reteach them to us.
0: <laughs> no, I don't want him to reteach it to me. I just want him to do it, which we're trying. Like that is the end goal would be for him to work for me, for the business. That would be amazing if we could ever get to that point, but he's going to have to start learning some things that take up too much of my time. So he told me that he wants to take the ad course that I have access to. And I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I don't know.
1: Well, he, he might, I mean, you're, you're not like into taking classes that much. You don't really like them. Like I love to take them. They're fun for me. So I'm always like, doing something like that. Um, But now, you know, transforming what I learn and then making it like happen. That's a whole nother story.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't mind like taking classes like on craft, like that kind of thing excites me, but marketing uh, snooze fest or just stuff like that. Like Just so boring. (laughs) I would rather not. I'd rather him do it for me, but I I can have him teach you. Okay. Okay. (laughs) He's going to love that. (laughs) I bet he can't wait. (laughs) Uh, So, uh, the next question is what was the best money you ever spent as a writer?
1: Hmm. Um, Oh my gosh, that's that's a hard question. I'm gonna have to think about that. I Who think you? the best
0: money that I spend consistently is my editor.
1: Yeah, that's a good one.
0: <laughs> that's the best money I spend because I am a typo queen, and sometimes I just get too close to my project that I can't see like the bigger picture and she totally swoops in and sees the bigger bigger picture and my memory sucks of course I've said this a million times so um yeah sometimes she'll be like oh you changed your mind halfway through about this thing
1: about this uh, character <laughs> like oh <laughs> <Oops>. <laughs> oh gosh I, you know I don't I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I spend so much money on so much stuff that I don't even know. I well, don't the know. The important thing is the most important thing. I'm going to say probably what? Holly. Let's like <laughs> <say Holly. laughs> <laughs> That
0: is true.
1: Yeah. I mean, literally if I she, I didn't pay her to come help me, my laundry wouldn't get done we would not have paperbacks that go out all the time Mm -hmm. um she would not stay on me to do adult things like get my son his learner's permit and things like that like literally she is the adultier adult in my life and she's just good at it and i'm glad to pay her for that and i'm so thankful she works for me so yeah holly's my my thing
0: yeah (laughs) i totally agree i would die to have a holly (laughs) Hopefully maybe Ty can become my Holly. Well, and and probably not because he's not going to do my laundry, but.
1: (laughs) The the cool thing about um, Holly is I've, I've slowly been letting go of some of my really controlling things that I have to do and I've been letting her do. And so one of the things that she's been doing is she's been replying to um, like customer service emails about like book orders and stuff. And normally I would field all of those, but I get so busy. And a lot of times they, they just pile up. So now I just forward it to her. She goes in there, she's got great customer service and then, you know, figures out and says, you know, I spoke with Christy, and she asked me to, you know, talk to you about this. And um, and now she's developing a relationship with my readers, and that's good because they know that kind of like with you, in the past, they'll reach out to you for stuff if they can't mm-hmm. get a hold of me or if they don't want to bother me. And that's with her now. They're starting to be like, okay, well, I want to order these books. Should I do this or should I do that? And she'll help them. And then um the other thing that she's been doing is she's been um uploading my books for me on Google Play. And so, you know, I have not uploaded all those books you know, cause I'm wide on a lot of them because it's just so time consuming and I don't have time to do it. And so, it, and, and it was like, oh, I don't want to teach her because it's just too complicated. And finally she was like, just show me how to do this. So we sat down, I told her how to do every little thing. And I said, it's okay if you mess up, cause I'll probably mess up too. And so, and, and I, and then I put all my stuff in folders where she can access it. And she's been slowly going through there. And, you know, my Google um, play Sales have gone up because I have more books to sell over mm-hmm. there, and so the next one I'm going to have her do is I have some that need to go over onto Barnes and Noble that I have missed, and so I'm going to teach her how to do Barnes and Noble too, um, and then eventually I'll teach her how to do some on Radish. So I've been slowly doing that one. So and it, and it's taking a lot of off my plate and it's freeing me up so I can write and, you know, do the stuff that I absolutely have to do, you know, all this other stuff can be um, delegated. And since I completely trust her, she's my sister. And, you know, she comes over and works three times a week. It's, you know, she's right there. We can, you know, she can ask me questions or whatever. We're, we're side by side. So it, I don't know, it works out. I don't even know what I was talking about. I just rambled for 10 minutes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she's your best money spent.
1: Yes. Yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> so neither of us write under a pseudonym you shortened your first name to k but we don't have pseudonyms so why did you decide to write under your name versus
1: a pseudonym pseudonym um because i am used to signing my name <laughs> and i didn't want to learn how to sign a new name <laughs> so let's say it, it was out of pure laziness <laughs> <laughs>
0: There's <your> <laughs> nothing <And> that's, clever. <laughs> that's such a you answer too. Like <laughs> I could have predicted that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had already built my name up in the industry because I was working for you and Ella Fox and Mary Elizabeth, and I was working for all of these authors. And I was blogging, and everybody already knew my name. And I felt like if I had to start all over then it would take, it would be like that much harder for me.
1: Like right. I was already,
0: you know, facing an uphill battle because when you go from working for authors and blogging to being a writer, people are always so skeptical, like so skeptical. So um, yeah,
1: it's I always not want to it. make it harder for
0: myself, I guess.
1: But you, you flew right through that. I mean, I know it was a little bit tricky, but you did good. So. I ignored it. Yes. I learned that from you.
0: <laughs>
1: ignore, ignore. Yeah, God. because the It'll people, go and, away. <laughs> right? And the people that um, want you to succeed, they're they're the people that you want to be around anyway. Like, if they are going to be weird about it, it with you, you know, having a new endeavor, then you know, they probably weren't your people anyway. You know, right. So, yeah. I mean, if, if I, if I have somebody like, if, you know, if I have a friend that's helping me or whatever, and then they're like, oh, I'm going to write a book. I'm like, yay, you can do it. Do you need help? Mm-hmm. You know, you want to talk about this or whatever. Like, that's what, that's what you're supposed to do. Not be like, oh, another one, another one has converted, but yeah. because, I mean. It, it's the natural progression I think of these things I think most of these people did start out as bloggers or really immersed in the book world and you know and it's like you you love books so much that like that's the next step for you if mm-hmm. you're just obsessed with books that maybe write a book you know so yeah I don't, I don't know why it's such a surprise you know <laughs> when yeah. it happens I know also
0: I I don't feel like I have anything to hide as far as like who I am. And I don't know. I mean, I don't have another life, I guess is what I'm saying. A lot of authors that have pseudonyms, they have another life. They're a teacher or they're, you know, someone, something that they don't want everybody finding out that they're really a raunchy romance writer or whatever.
1: I don't right. have that. Same. Right. I, am. Um what you see is what you get with me like no shame Mm -hmm. (laughs) and like even all of my family they know about all my band books and what those band books are about and they're still like all right go girl you know so you you
0: have a really supportive family
1: mm -hmm. yeah I do and and just you know all the all the people I I encounter they all are supportive you know so like i I'm thankful I and I hear these stories about people that you know their, you know their siblings or their mom or their spouse or whatever are not you know happy or proud or they think that they're wasting their time and I don't know it just hurts my heart because yeah that would suck
0: yeah that would suck I have a pretty supportive family I mean my family is not going to be going out and reading my books I'll say that but they are supportive in that they want me to succeed Right. Mm-hmm. My dad well, and found that- my TikTok the other day and I was like, mom, can you please tell dad? Like he is being so supportive. You know, he listens to the show. He, you know, wants to be there for everything. But my TikTok, I am a whole other ass person. Like I am not me. So I had to, <laughs> I had to tell my mom, I'm blocking him. Tell him that this is where I have to draw the line. <laughs> Well,
1: and it's funny because you say that, but I, this, the person that I see all the time is on your TikTok. So I think you're just, it's just weird for you, you know, like you're, you know, you're, you're weird about your TikTok, like about who sees your stuff. And me, I'm just like, I don't care who sees it, who sees it, you know, like my biggest fan is Avery. (laughs) One time she went and like all of my posts on one day and I the notifications. I was like, okay, thank you. <laughs> uh
0: my oldest daughter does that. She watches, she makes sure that my entire video plays and that she likes it. Like she follows all the rules, but Mabel, like she'll be scrolling TikTok and I'll hear one of my videos pop up and she just flips right
1: past. Yep, yep, yep. That's She's like, well I don't want anything to do with that <laughs> well, the other day I was really sick and I didn't put on any makeup and you know I was smart and I had pre-recorded some TikToks and I um I went ahead and pushed play on one of them or whatever and she comes in there and she says mom did you post a TikTok today and I was like yeah <laughs> She's like oh and she's like looking at me like oh and I'm like <laughs> I pre-recorded it and she was like no I'm not saying that I mean you're always beautiful and I was like cut the crap yeah (laughs) I know you were like how did she go from that to this yeah
0: (laughs) those filters are pretty crazy though have you tried any of the filters on your face sometimes I'm like that does not look anything like me, but I kind of like it. <laughs>
1: right? I know. It's, I have to really tell myself, don't mess with the filters too much. Cause I could have way too much fun. Like I, mm-hmm. I put a little too much comedy in mine sometimes. And I, because it's like, I just think it's funny, you know? And I'm like, okay, these people are going to think I'm just goofy. If I do this every single time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but you are goofy. I know. I know. What? One do of those
1: still- what? What you see is what you get. Yeah. yeah.
0: One of those filters convinced me that I needed freckles. Like it put freckles on me, and I was like, oh, that is cute. I need freckles. I went and got a freckle pen off of Amazon to like draw on freckles, and you're supposed to like stamp it on your face and then run your finger over it and like copy and paste it. That was not cute.
1: Dude, no. I never saw a picture of this
0: well that's because I did not take one <laughs> dang <laughs> actually I might have I think I posted on on uh, Instagram and I was like somebody take my credit card away please because so I'm making really stupid decisions
1: <laughs> well I bought I bought something and we're gonna see how it goes it's kind of like your little eye- eyelash saga its Except for instead of going and having them threaded on or whatever, or glued on, these ones have like magnets and then they have like this little thing that's like an eyelash curler and it like (laughs) around your eyelashes and it should be here any day. And I'm so like pumped to try this out and it's probably going to be a massive fail because everything makeup related for me is a massive fail, but (laughs) I'm so excited. (laughs) Was
0: it a Facebook ad? Yes. I knew it.
1: (laughs) Yes, it was. (laughs) That's how I get most. That's how I got the shirt. (laughs) Basically, 90% of what I buy is a Facebook ad. Yeah. yeah. Well,
0: I'm excited to see how it works. I've tried the magnetic ones too, but the band, I have really thin eyelashes and the band was just too heavy, but Mm -hmm. you have much thicker lashes than I do. So it might not be I the same. Be,
1: I might have bedroom eyes because it's weighing down so heavily.
0: <laughs> like Christy, why do you always look so sultry now?
1: <laughs> right, right. I'd be like, oh, you know, look at me. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's I, you know, it's gonna be a fail. Like we know it. It's it's gonna happen.
0: Well, I don't know. We'll see. I think I think the hardest thing will be the application.
1: <laughs> well, it comes with a nifty little. Gear yeah, press yeah it like, does but i still don't feel very confident it have holly well uh well and you know uh, you know back in the olden days and i guess people still use them but back in the 90s is when i used it was the eyelash curler mm-hmm. the little and this is what it looks like the same little like machine looking thing and you want to know how many times i got my eyelashes trapped in the that machine Oh, I'll did bet, you ever yeah. do that like mm-hmm. got them caught in on the sides or or your or your mascara like Like that was on there, like clumped together and stuck together. And Mm -hmm. then you got this metal contraption hanging from your face, and you're like, oh my
0: God. (laughs) You pull it off, and like half your lashes are still attached.
1: This did not work out how I wanted it to work out.
0: (laughs) It's crazy how um, TikTok has kind of transformed the way we do our marketing because we used to have to put on makeup, like, I don't know, hardly ever right because we were just occasionally posting a picture on Instagram or what you know going live in our reader groups or whatever and now it's like multiple times a week
1: (laughs) oh it's exhausting why y'all gotta (laughs) want to see pretty us yeah I I seriously wanted to just make my screen black today and just yeah you asked
0: if you could You said no. I said no. That's not a good friend. No, that is a good friend because I want us to succeed and nobody wants to just stare at my face. They want you. I'm not delusional enough to think that this podcast would survive without my other half.
1: No, everybody's here for your lips, Misty. Okay. That's that's the feedback I get from all of our listeners is they are here for Misty's lips. I am here for Misty's lips.
0: I tried to do, um, I really like the dark purple lipstick and that's what I was going to do today. But then after the whole allergic reaction fiasco, I was like, no, we're going nude because
1: I I don't want to have that happen to
0: something else to go wrong.
1: Right. (laughs) Only one, one fiasco per day. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay. What? is um or what does literary literary success look like to you like when do you think that you could stop and go I am
1: successful or have you already gotten there you know I feel like I I feel like if I stayed exactly where I was right now for the rest of my life I would consider myself a success because I make a great income and I have lots of books and I'm proud of what I've done Um, but I'm not one of those people that is just happy with the way things are always got to make it bigger and better. And, and so there's always a goal out there that I want. So, you know, if I have, if I make X, Y, Z income, well, why don't I go to try and double it? You know, like I gotta be extra like that. And so, um, I would say that the literary success would be to me it wouldn't be like a status or, um, um, or traditionally published or a big book deal or a movie or anything like that. It would literally be a a number, you know what I'm saying? Like, Financial thing, like to me, like because that's what it's all like. I work hard and I I watch the money grow, Mm -hmm. you know. And so, like that's that's why you know I'm like like, and it's all like a numbers game for me. So for me, that's like the success, I like the eye on the prize kind of thing. All these other things are like bonuses and really cool and awesome, and they come with the money. Yeah, if that makes sense. So. For me, it's like, okay, you just keep doing better than I did last year. Keep doing better than I did last year. And, you know, and, uh, and ultimately I think that it would be amazing to have your backlist working for you in such a way that it just churns out passive income. Like you don't have to do anything and it mm-hmm. just shows up, you know? So that's, that's the real goal.
0: Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know when I could think of my, I guess I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm like you. I don't know if I would ever just stop and go, okay, I'm successful. I think I would always be like reaching for the next thing. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it totally is a numbers game. If I made, if I made more than my husband, I might consider myself a success.
1: And I, I, and I think maybe this year I have, I'll have to look at my tax returns, but I think I have made more than mine. And, and that's like part of our goal is we're, we're trying to, you know, where he doesn't have to work so hard because his job is very, very stressful. And I would love it to, to be where like I made all the income and he could just, you know, cut back some hours or, uh, you know, do something that doesn't. Right, yeah, so you know, just something to make him not be so stressed out all the time, yeah. I need-
0: um, okay, let's see what else we can think of here. It's asking questions like, uh, how do you select the names of your characters? Which I know the answer to, we both just. <laughs>
1: Re- recycle names we already used. No <laughs> I did what that accident. I, was, I know. I was writing something in um, the, this is new project I'm working on, and I was writing along, and I thought, I literally name the same people. Like when I just throw names out there every single time, I need like a list of here's some good names so whenever you're needing to just add in side characters that don't matter. Don't keep choosing, yeah, Stephanie or Julia or like the same ones that you always choose. Like there are so many other names out there, and so I even I even did that in the book I'm writing. And then I I I was like, you know what? No, I'm not doing this. And I went back and I changed her name from Julia to Jamie because I don't really use Jamie, but I've used Julia a bunch. So I'm like, for side characters, and I'm just yeah. like, Chris, stop. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: It would be very helpful if I had a list of all my characters, because I feel like my brain just attaches to certain side character names, and I just, I don't even realize it.
1: Right, and you you go through a little bit more, like, um, effort when you're naming your main characters, because, you know, you're going to be talking about them the whole time in every chapter. Mm -hmm. And so it's like you you look through the baby names, or maybe you saw a name that was cute that you liked that you've always wanted to use, or... Mm -hmm um you know or or it it can shorten to something cute or it can turn into a cute nickname name yeah right you know and so like um well like for triple threat I like the name Landry and I always wanted to use it because I just thought it was a cute name and um and then I thought wouldn't it be cute if they called her or called her Laundry yeah like dirty laundry and and it was just like a fun thing and it was just like a play on her name and I like doing stuff like that so that's fun but when it comes to the side characters they're all the same they all have the same name yeah it's Julia
0: and I think I use I think I use Sam a lot Mm -hmm. Sam and Julia and then you get people asking you is this the same Julia from this book as in that
1: book Right, I get that. They're like, the Stephanie from your lawn boys, is that the same Stephanie as the mom in, you know, whatever? And I'm like, dang it, I named them the same in <laughs> the same world. Then I have to think, you know, not everybody has a different name. There's there's a lot of Christies and there's a lot of Misties, so, yeah
0: a lot of them. <laughs> uh, and the Misties are always horses, cats are strippers. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> what book did you have to do the most research for because you've written quite a few books that required a lot of research
1: um I think it's going to be a tie between can I guess oh go ahead
0: okay I'm gonna guess whispers and my Mm -hmm. torn
1: yeah yeah because those were both yeah no that's the ones I was gonna say Because those had the most um, medically um, stuff. Oh, and Dr. Dan, I had a a lot of research on that one. But um, anything that has like medical stuff, like I really want to get it right. Um, This is War Baby. I did a lot of research with like OCD and stuff like that. Like So medical type stuff seems like where I spend a lot of time researching. So Mm -hmm. those are... Some of the ones that i spent a lot of time on
0: because Thank in you. whispers there's um i can't think of the name what's it called what does she have? don't oh, we, we don't oh yeah we don't want to okay sorry We'll spoil Whoa. it
1: dang Whoa. dang you spoil it i know oh, all right like what are 72 listeners or was it 42 i'm gonna say 72. everybody's read whispers by you, now God.
0: especially after this last few months As your your like read it? No, my dad didn't read it. He's our listener. (laughs) Okay. Don't spoil it for your dad. Mine would be conversion. Yeah. Because it's about a neo-Nazi and a human rights activist who is black. Mm -hmm. And I obviously do not have the mindset of a neo-nazi right and so i had to really watch a lot of uncomfortable things i had to sit there and watch documentaries and even propaganda just Mm -hmm. to get inside the head of someone who thinks with that much hate Mm -hmm. and that Mm -hmm. was really really hard and it took me a really long time
1: but it was also one of your most loved books yeah so and that's kind of like those books that I talked about those are some of my readers most loved books and it's like they can feel and um feel that you've done the research you know like they they appreciate it yeah just like makes the story that much more amazing so yeah yeah that's
0: and that I think that's a book I'm the most proud of Mm -hmm.
1: what book are you most proud of Mm. I have to look at them all because I always forget which books I have. <laughs> I, you know, I would say. Probably Whispers because it's made the most money. <laughs> <laughs> so far. All back to those numbers. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm proud of that one right now. It's it's definitely just
0: it's a doing rock star that book. Uh, what is, what's a novel of yours that you feel is underappreciated?
1: Okay, so I think Untimely You doesn't get enough love. Yeah,
0: that one is so good.
1: Yes, it's so emotional, and it's steamy, and it's got a good little twist, and it's just different, you know, and i loved writing that book and i loved that book and nobody ever reads it
0: that uh, yeah that was one of the books that made me just absolutely fall in love with your writing so like it just tugged on my heart so much love that book
1: oh thanks <laughs> uh, what about you
0: i don't even know conversion probably Cause even though yeah. like, it's the book that most people like message me about and just gush, mm-hmm. I really don't feel like it's read as much as it should be. Yeah. And I, and rightfully so, because it is a, a subject matter. Not a lot of people want to dive
1: into and I get that. Yeah. But it's really good. I love that book. Uh, you did a good job. It was just one of those books, like you said, you could tell you researched every little thing and I'm over here learning stuff because, you know, it was very just, wow, you know, didn't even know this kind of stuff existed. Yeah.
0: Do you, okay, this is going to be a very hard one. And -hmm. you're going to have to think, even though you have not had coffee. (laughs) (laughs) What would you say the hardest scene to write? was of yours yeah like Like, what scene was just the absolute hardest for you to write
1: um i would say the one that sticks out in my mind is when is in my torin when i had to kill off a character
0: Mm. and
1: it like devastated me like I just sh- slammed my laptop shut and ran into the bathroom and bawled my eyes out I was so yeah. upset and I was like you know that that was really sad like why and everybody's like well why would you have to do it then and I'm like well it just it was part of the story like you know
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, I think those are hard to write obviously and then um, I have a few of them that had some uh self-harm type scenes and those mm-hmm. are very like they're very like they just v- very hard to write because you have to get yourself in such a low like frame of mind to be inside their mind that and it's just such a dark like just spooky yeah. place to be you know and and so like um there's this there's some scenes in um the day she cried that are like that uh he made me stay like i have a few that have some stuff like that and they're they're really hard. they were really hard to write or yeah. emotionally difficult I would say
0: yeah uh there's a scene in truly spiker where because rock has ptsd and because I also have ptsd I had to tap into that to write that one specific scene and that was just devastating it was so hard So that, that was probably,
1: well, and you know, that reminds me, um, as you said that, remember when I was writing Feuds and Reckless Fury, um, Mm. Alice had like a thing about mice and how, and I'm, that's like my big, every time I would write them, I would get so creeped out and just my anxiety, like even talking about it, my skin is buzzing right now, like just talking about it. And so that one was just like a, you know, wrecked me a little bit in, in the mind so yeah, I totally get you yeah
0: because like I I like to tease you about the whole mice thing but like you are seriously
1: terrified of them right yeah totally terrified <laughs>
0: <laughs> what is the well I think I'm going to take this question and kind of rephrase it okay. uh, do you like writing men or women more and why
1: I already think I already know the answer to this. You already know. I'm going to say men. Yeah. And I don't know why I feel like I, I understand them better. I don't know. I, I feel like I, you know, I don't know. I relate to them better. Like I, I want inside their minds so bad that like it's fun for me. I I don't know. Mm -hmm. I've always enjoyed it. Anytime I do co-writes, I always do them in. That's why I love writing male, male. I, because I get to do two male perspectives. I just enjoy it. So what about you?
0: Uh, I think I like writing men more as well. And actually thinking about it kind of like throws me off because I think I like writing men because I don't feel like I have any rules, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. is so like, kind of heartbreaking that you feel like you have rules when you write a woman. And I think that's why I liked writing Bexley that so much because mm-hmm. she did not have rules. Like right. there was, I didn't have to hold anything back. I didn't have to, she was just out there. Mm-hmm. And I feel a lot of times when I write women, there are there are just things that you just have to internalize and not, you know, I don't know that's interesting,
1: right, right yeah i know that's like a whole it's like a uh, whole other whole other gender topic
0: <laughs> right <laughs> but yeah when i write the guys it's just like i do what i want i say what i want i you know right. for the most part
1: right although um what was funny is when i wrote triple threat um sparrow calls the heroine a bitch and and he oh, says yeah. it like in a funny way, kind of. And, but then a couple of times he thinks it in his head and the editors were like, we don't like this word. We like when he said it and that was great. But then these other places need to go. And I was like, okay. So I found some other creative words to use besides bitch. Mm. (laughs) But I was like, yeah, I guess I was a little bit going overboard there.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, it definitely like hits a certain spot when you read it. When, um, Guy says "bitch" to a woman. Mm-hmm. It definitely, mm-hmm. like, oh, that hurts. Right, kind of right. thing, you know? Like, uh-huh. how how am I ever gonna like this character again after mm-hmm. he said something like that? But right, totally happens all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I did read that part that you're talking of in in Triple Threat. Was your fringe? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: why you gotta be so mean man I know Uh, but to his defense she was being one (laughs) she was
0: being one yeah
1: (laughs) so he was just calling it like it like it was and I'm pretty sure she had barbs for him too
0: (laughs) yeah and it was just in response to something that she had done or said something that she had said to him and it was just like I mean it's perfect banter it's totally fits the scene but it's just that one word that I think reading it as a woman just like cuts the deepest you know
1: and does you a little (laughs) yeah
0: yeah yeah um so I'm reading Triple Threat right now because arcs are in the wild yes and I got I think I got to like 20% last night and it's so good and I doubted you you I don't doubt you very often, but I doubted a little bit because I hated those triplets so <laughs> much when I was reading the Cinderella series. Um, and then magically they start growing on you. It's working. Your magic is working. Why is she doing this to me? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I wanted to keep hating them so bad. I had somebody else reach out to me too. Um telling me that they hated the triplets so much really and so they were like hesitant because they got an arc and they were like I just don't know if I could do it I just hated those triplets so much
1: and
0: I was like dude same same
1: uh-huh. okay. <laughs> now you can be my living proof that it's okay yeah it. <laughs> yeah yeah
0: and I think it's it's a really hard thing for an author to pull off so
1: oh yeah it took some it took some thought and I had to be clever in the way I did it because I didn't want them to completely change. Right. Because that would be not realistic. I had to make them the same, but make you understand them a little bit better and also let them be their own heroes in their own way sometimes, you know? Mm -hmm. And so maybe they were a villain in these stories, but it doesn't mean that they'll always be a villain or, you know not they're not really heroes either but yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. but they're more likable
0: well and the the one the reason why she finally decided like yes okay i can go ahead and read it is because she then thought about benny oh yeah and she was like wait she got me to love benny i think it'll be okay
1: (laughs) right right yeah i mean benny was i mean he was a psychopath kidnapper crazy person yeah and he's still a a psycho crazy person by the end of it but we just give you more insight into his brain and um give him some heroic moments even though he's a villain and you just start to like his character and i mean not in a way like oh i want to you know run off into the sunset with him one day but like (laughs) you you enjoy reading his character because it's interesting and different and it gets your blood pumping so Mm
0: -hmm. yep uh, yeah you're it's working yay <laughs> and I might have been the most skeptical so if it's working on me then
1: yeah I'm I'm hoping and then I'm hoping that people who who didn't read the Cinderella trilogy will you know be like oh what this is this looks good and they read that and then they'll go back and be like oh my gosh these guys are monsters <laughs> Well, they still kind of are, but that you just get, like you said, you just
0: understand them better and, right. um, why they are get, the way that they are.
1: And right. And then plus you get to see how dead sexy they are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that helps for sure. Uh,
0: so let's talk about what we're reading because you messaged me last, was it last night mm-hmm. or this morning? And you were pretty into a book
1: true true true
0: but you can okay. tell me which one because you wanted to save it for now
1: oh okay okay so I, I have three books here so maybe it's one of these okay so there's a book called and I told you about it uh, um the remaking of Corbin Wales by Rowan Parrish I believe mm-hmm. um it was so good. It was so good. And um it had an oddball character, you know I love those oddballs that mm-hmm. just they're they're quirky and weird and bizarre and ostracized and nobody likes them except for the other hero. And you know, I just love seeing their character growth and that I don't know, that book was perfect and I loved every bit of it. That's the book that my Kindle died at 83% and then oh, I had to go yeah. back and I finally re- read the rest last night. And it was so good. Um and then the other one, okay, so this is probably okay, so we took a class with Alessandra Tori. Yeah. Um the other day, I don't even remember what it was called, like make 2022 be your best writing year or something i don't know yeah and um one of the books that she suggested that we read i brought it up here is called profit first and this girl i realized this suzanne mariga or however you say her name she's actually on the um the Inkers minicon Mm. that we signed up for she's one of the teachers and she's teaching this so Um, anyway, I didn't realize that when I bought this, but then when I looked on my email today, it said that she's one of the teachers, which I'm glad because I just devoured this book. And I, you know, this book is geared towards minority businesses, but I really feel like it could help anybody. It certainly helped me. I mean, you can tell I've done a number. Right. And I took a bunch of notes and she basically, teaches you from a a business perspective that you need to um give yourself profit first because so many of us just work 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 and then we pay all the bills or whatever but we're not actually like taking profit for the business and then using it to do other things for later in the future because we do all these other things first and so she basically teaches you how to do that first and then Um, and then doing different accounts for certain things, like operating and payroll and just different things. And, you know, with me, me and my husband each run our own business. And so it was so helpful. Like um, one of the things she called it was um, entrepreneurial poverty that so many, and I was like, that is us. Like we, we make all this money with our stuff and then everything goes out. And then what do we have to show for it? You know, like the, and so it was just very eye opening and um helpful and it it it's got a lot of she's a CPA so it's got a lot of accounting jargon and stuff which can be kind of hard to clunk through but she makes it easy and she gives a lot of like um case studies and stuff that in every single one of them i was like yep familiar yep familiar like i I related to these people so much. And anyway, it's so awesome. Um, I've already gone into my checking accounts and renamed them to match up with this so that I can do my thing. And I just cannot wait to see w- what a year from now, after learning all this and, and doing some of the stuff that she taught me to see how that like transforms things. Like I'm yeah. really like, excited to see. And whenever it does, and it's amazing, then I'm gonna write to her and make her my best friend, oh, like I do everybody. Perfect. And then <laughs> maybe after and, I take her
0: class, then I'll be wanting to read the book. But like right. when you start talking numbers, I.
1: right? I'm... Well, and and I don't know if this one is on audiobook. I think it might be, but um, it's actually a um like a spinoff or a another a, um division of. Profit first by I don't know the guy's name. Um Michael something. Hold on, I'll tell you. M- Mike Michael Lewis or something. Anyway, he's got uh, an audio book. Yeah, and I'm gonna listen to his audiobook because it kind of goes hand in hand with this. Um, and since I've read hers and see if I can grab more oh, yeah. information, hers it's is helpful. Audiobooks, right? No, so you can't see it. Yeah, yeah. And and it was really amazing, and basically. the the tagline for this is transform your minority business enterprise from a cash eating monster to a money-making machine. And like I said, I, when I got this, I didn't realize it was uh, geared towards minority businesses, but I feel like it's helpful to everybody. I think that, um, and lots of people can learn from this, you know? And so anyway, I absolutely loved it. I five stars for me. And, um, The one that I'm reading right now that I'm almost halfway through is called Writing and Launching a Bestseller by Alana Johnson. And she basically is going into all the the stuff that goes into it, like, you know, craft and consistency and just newsletters, content marketing, pre-launch checklists, just all the stuff that you think uh, christy you've you've released a million zillion times you don't need to read that actually i do like everybody needs to continually learn and yeah and and refresh on things because sometimes you kind of just forget about things or maybe you just never even learned it in the beginning and Mm -hmm. when you read something like this it, it clicks in your mind you know so i'm enjoying that book and so those are the books that i'm that i've been reading so what about you uh, <laughs> you're
0: gonna make me sound horrible because I am not reading any craft books like you're over here bettering yourself and I'm like reading the filthiest
1: <laughs> whatever. whatever that's I can whatever that's it reading is reading it doesn't matter what you read you can read the you know.
0: I am I am still working on save the cat the audiobook and I am determined to plot my next book
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I downloaded the um, Scrivener template mm-hmm. and I am most of the way through that book. So I'm hoping mm-hmm. by the time I'm ready to plot, which should be actually this week, that I'm capable of doing it successfully. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you will. I, I have faith in you. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, and I'm reading Triple Threat. And, uh, I'm listening to, I'm at the very tail end, like I, I have nine minutes left of this book and I had to stop it to come and do this. And it is absolutely killing me. Uh, <laughs> Sarah Kate Burn for me. I'm listening to the mm-hmm. audiobook. It is so good. It is older woman, younger man, like super twisty and suspenseful, um, yeah. Really, really, really good. And I finally finished my Gianna Darling Fallen Men audiobooks. There's five of them, and I think they're all like right around 11, 12 hours. So, um, a while. Yeah, it took me a little bit, but I finally got through it. And oh my gosh, I just love that series. It's just so good. Uh, yeah. And then I'm just listening to Save the Cat.
1: Cool. Yeah, that's, that's. I don't know what I'm going to listen to next, though. I don't know. I, I know I'm going to listen to something, but it's not going to be romance because I'm, you know, it's probably going to be that other prophet verse book. Yeah. So. You're so good. Know. You're so responsible.
0: No, I'm just a nerd. <laughs> just a nerd. I think both things are pretty important as a writer, though, because you have to know like what's what the market is,
1: um, all of that. Right. Yeah. And don't get me wrong; just because I read some nonfiction lately, I'm also devouring fiction too. So you know, I sometimes I, I i genre hop, so I'll be all in on romance, and then all of a sudden I'll want to read like, you know, YA dystopian or, you know, like, and so it just, just kind of depends on whatever's going to strike my fancy.
0: Yeah. So what are you working on right now? Can you say
1: I am on the actual last chapter, the epilogue of the runaway alien with me and Nicole. It's the ninth book in our lost planet series. And it is the final book So um, I haven't written that blog yet because I'm going to do it from the very first hero's point of view to tie it all together and like basically him looking at all of his wonderful family and you know Mm -hmm. how everything's grown and all that. So I needed to like remember all the character names and all the kids and everything so i gotta figure all that out first because i want it to be good i don't want it to just be cheesy and just like i skimmed over so it's taken me a minute to do that and then um i'm also working on a i haven't said the title yet but it's going to be a taboo um story it's going to be along the lines of the taboo treat series that i did Mm -hmm. Um, i'm gonna do another series but these are going to be more um linked kind of like the hoodlums like they the storylines kind of flow together like there's they kind of link into each other like you could read them individually but you're probably not going to want to you're probably going to want to start at the beginning so um is there
0: one plot arc that goes throughout all
1: of them or you know uh, there really wasn't with the hoodlums it was just the hoodlums and all their shenanigans was kind of like the the major theme mm-hmm. of that and so it'll be kind of like this because it, it goes around a family and this town they're like very like um pre- a prestigious family and the wealthiest family and you know and so there's lots of drama and there's you know, suspenseful things, and people are always out to get them kind of stuff, and then I'm gonna make these, like, real taboos, so, like, the first one's gonna be a student-teacher age gap, you know, but it's gonna be kind of dark, you know, so it'll be, like, the taboo treats, but a little bit darker, not, like, super dark, but they'll still go on Amazon, they're not that taboo, like, yeah, they'll they'll be be able to go there, but um, anyway, I forgot... What it was like to write like taboo. I've been doing all this other stuff, and it's mm-hmm. been a while, you know. And so to write, you know, this growly teacher and this innocent girl, and they're she's eighteen. Don't worry. And uh, <laughs> and it's just like like just so juicy and like the ooh, I don't know. I'm loving it. So oh,
0: good. Bye. I just finished Riley Spiker for rails this time. And it's it turned out so much better than I thought it would. I honestly, because I was in such a crazy headspace that I just I wasn't sure. But it turned out so good and I'm I can't really, wait to be really excited. I'm super excited. Uh so that is gonna be going to editor soon. And then I can start on a me project that I haven't decided which one I'm going to do. I'm looking at my lineup of things that I need to have done. And I don't have anything like pre-scheduled to release until Petra's Biker in June. So I have plenty of time to just do whatever I want
1: to do. And I'm so excited. I can't wait. Yes. And that'll be good. And and that's what I was basically, um, I think we were talking about this, that like so often we get onto these projects or we get into these anthologies or co-writes or whatever. and then next thing you know, you have all these things that are sort of making you money mm-hmm. and they're fun, but when you have too many of them, you're really not making yourself like you could like there there is a book in you that is just a misty book mm-hmm. that will just be a home run, you know yeah. and it's getting, it's getting held back because of all these other little things. Yeah. And now you're giving yourself the opportunity to hit that home run. And anytime that I've done this, like I've just stopped everything and let myself go. It's always been a success always. And so like some of the times I, I remember in the past doing this was uh, this is war baby that like I let myself do this and then it was successful. And then Uh, my torrent like there's there's some that I just stopped everything and did it and then I was so glad I did because it the readers loved it and then it made me money and it helped me like go on to do my other projects and so your home run is just waiting for you to hit it yes get out there and hit it Misty
0: I'm going to and I'm going to plot that MF or two from beginning to finish and I'm going to stick with it (laughs)
1: Yes, yes. I'm not going to abandon
0: it. it after the first chapter.
1: <laughs> yeah, don't don't waste all your time just to do that.
0: <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Okay. All right, well, this was fun. Yes, it always is. Even always with us is. being
1: kind of like blah, blah. we yeah. we managed. So. Yeah.
0: And uh, we will be back in 2 weeks with another episode
1: and yeah. and i think i think in 2 weeks what is today the second yeah so by then i think i might have released triple threat so yeah you definitely will have cuz it'll be the 16th I'll, I'll be on here to tell everybody how it's being turned into a movie no i'm just kidding yeah yeah <laughs> big dreamer <laughs>
0: always um yeah. i have a free book oh I oh yes to mention it
1: almost you told me to remind you and I almost forgot I know I,
0: well, we can't remind each other to do anything I should know better uh Adler's Heart which is in our Briggs Ferry Bay world kind of it's like Briggs Ferry Bay adjacent um it's a novella it's the perfect like winter mm-hmm. snowy outside
1: yes novella so hot it has yes. got emotion in. it's wonderful yes
0: yeah. a little bit of daddy kink right. Again, we always love our daddy kink. Oh, yeah, uh, do. And that's free for another couple days. So, Adler's Heart, go grab it. Yeah. Uh, it's number two in gay fiction right now. So, that was super exciting. Like, yeah, I'm so close cool. to being number
1: one. Oh, maybe after our podcast and our plethora of listeners, yeah. it was number one. <laughs> right. Dad, go go get it. Go
0: download yeah. it for free. Dad. This is your moment. Help me out. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's time to shine, Dad. <laughs> Get your friends to download it too. Uh, <laughs> so we will talk again in two weeks. Yep. Sounds good. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye.